Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond to dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Epirus is located in the northwest corner of Greece, bumped up against the border with Albania. The landscape is dominated by mountains with little stone villages and monasteries sprinkled throughout. For many, Epirus is the definition of paradise, perhaps even a garden of Eden. Starting in 2012, residents began noticing white vans and helicopters and heavy machinery moving into their normally docile homeland. Soon, loud explosions and the resulting spires of airborne soil were being captured on shaky cell phone cameras. With no warning, the financially desperate country began exploiting the long-presumed oil deposits that lay under the surface of this land. The story is fairly predictable from here, except the fossil fuel development in Epirus may have been the first to implement a new technology. The technology that gave us the cute robot that completed on Jeopardy, Watson, is just IBM's artificial intelligence model in a robot suit. IBM wasn't developing Watson to wow Jeopardy watchers. It was already seeing the billions of dollars coming their way from fossil fuel developers, who began to hear that artificial intelligence models could systemically map an entire terrain and pinpoint the exact spots for drilling to access the most lucrative deposits of oil. Before long, the landscape of Epirus was staked by surveyors using IBM's artificial intelligence model. One reporter wrote, walking the woods surrounding the lake, I stumble across thin wooden stakes pushed into the ground and strips of plastic tape tied to branches and saplings. They branch off too, more plastic tape tied onto trees and boughs, mark right angles in what I will come to understand is a vast grid of lattice imposed on the landscape from above. They stretch for hundreds, perhaps thousands of kilometers. It is that technology which has marked out the grid of stakes, plastic strips, and boreholes which march across Epirus and across Greece, rendering the environment into a virtual checkerboard for exploitation. This is another uh, map generated by um, 
the industry to pinpoint exactly where to be doing some drilling. And here is what a pyrus is starting to look like. Today will be the second message that I will have given with the Garden of Eden story as the spiritual as the scriptural reference in just five months' time. Did we lose our friends on Zoom? Oh, okay. <laughs> you all can still hear me and see me, right? Good, good. Had you told me uh, that I would be giving another message on the Garden of Eden story five, uh, six months ago, I would have laughed. Generally, I've stayed away from that story altogether. I feel the misogyny, homophobia, and transphobia that this story has fueled for the last 2,000 plus years. And I just can't even look at it without feeling sick sometimes. But here it is again. And this time it is because of one word, intelligence. The week after retreat, I gave a message about how perhaps Adam and Eve's longing to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil was about the human drive to live within binary systems, to be able to know what is right and wrong and to wield that power over other humans. But this week, I'm thinking about the story in this context. Perhaps we are still not heeding the warning that lies at the heart of this story, that we humans have been tempted by the power of knowledge, not knowing how deep it will go and how easily it could destroy everything. The warning alarms are going off, and yet here we are, at the precipice of another giant technological leap and intelligence that we have created that is aiding in our own destruction. It does make me wonder if we could benefit from some kind of divine-like intervention to point us away once again from the destructive pursuit of intelligence as a, mean, a means of domination. The Garden of Eden may be the reminder of the intelligence, the harmony that is possible should we embrace that what the natural world has on its own already. It has its own wisdom, its own intelligence, and the only real threat to its thriving is our denial of that reality. What this seems to be leading us towards is an overdue acknowledgement that we humans have been wrong to think we are the only ones, the only beings to possess intelligence. It is what we've hung our hat on forever, that we are our only hope, that the problems we have created can only be solved by answers that we humans come up with. And yet it seems almost embarrassing now that we so fully believed we knew what was best that we, in an astonishing little amount of time, cosmically speaking, have done such tremendous damage to the planet, which had thriving ecosystems and, and evolved over billions of years, developing its own intelligence of how to thrive and survive as a species, adapting to change, responding to distress, and living alongside and, and in harmony with other species of living things. The intelligence of this system has been here for us all along. 
as tech companies and Fortune 500 businesses scramble to grab a piece of the artificial intelligence pie, I wonder if there is room for the question, what future is being imagined here? One of my favorite writers and thinkers, Adrian Marie Brown says, I often feel I am trapped inside someone else's imagination and I must engage my own imagination in order to break free. It feels to me that more people are speaking about the future we are creating and whose vision for the world we're trapped under. I think this is where people of faith have a role to play in this imagining of our collective future. When religion is at its best, I believe it creates the container for people to imagine a future where peace, justice, equity, compassion, and love is the norm and the place we act from. In order to embody this way of being, we may choose to follow a wisdom tradition or sacred text, which is its own intelligence a way of seeing and being in the world that often needs to confront the imaginations or intelligences of other things that don't serve the hopes of peace, justice, equity, compassion, or love. Is why I am able to hear Romans 12.2 again, which reads, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To allow our minds to be renewed sure feels like an invitation to growth and to be aware of the pervasiveness of other patterns or intelligences that depend on our conforming to a world imagined by another that ends up feeling like a trap rather than a place of hopeful opportunity. Here are some queries for open worship. How have you become aware of the intelligence of the natural world? How has your life changed as a result? Whose intelligence or imagination do you feel trapped within? How can spiritual communities like ours be offering the world the gift of listening to and responding from new and yet ancient intelligence? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. <laughs>